You know what I'm really hyped for is how wet live action Sonic the Hedgehog is going to be. <laughs> I want to uh, see him friggin' just dripping. I want him to show up because he runs real hard, right? And you saw the size of those thighs. I want him to just be friggin' pouring in sweat all the time. What the f is going on down there? I'm not gonna friggin' pay 13 bucks to go see Sonic the Hedgehog unless something really cool happens. Like what I got, if you hear that it's juicy. I might. I got real tempted to go see Venom in theaters, but then the indication was they're so desperate for money back, it's gonna be on home release like in a month. So uh -huh. I was like, oh, I can wait for that. And I, unless Sonic does something amazing, I suspect it's gonna be one where by the time it comes out, they're like, um, and also the Blu-ray is out next week. So, you know, I'm, I I think if I wanna if I wanna speed keyed, if I wanna uh, go fast, um, Doctor McGrast, uh, if I wanna if I wanna join not the blue bomber but the Azure um, um, guy who goes fast, I'm not gonna have to see it in theaters necessarily. Uh, also, hi Seth, welcome to the podcast proper. It's started. Hello. We are here with episode 541, or as I like to call it, episode 540B, where we catch up on a bunch of stuff that all happened less than 24 hours after the last time we recorded. Uh, I'm talking about that new Masterpiece Prime, and I'm talking about you finding toys, basically. Yeah, I did. It's friggin'... You, I hope you thank me for those. <laughs> Except you don't have to, because then friggin' I, I had my own way of finding those. But still, uh, it's thanks to you and me that all those color photos of MP44 came out, because we chose to record that night. Yes. It's ridiculous. That sort of thing happens a lot, where we talk about something, and then we speculate, and then that actually happens, and it's like, great, there's... Oh, it turns out, I guess, Small Ball was the Matrix, or was that Energy Treasure? Energy Treasure was probably the Matrix. Yeah, I, I would assume. Um, it turns out there was no small ball at all. There's no basketball, so the toy's junk. Uh, no basketball, no huffer. I mean, who were they listening? I don't think they were even listening to us. They probably weren't. Yeah. Well, they're lost. But we're not going to talk about that right away, Seth. we got a couple other things to ping on first. Because uh, another live-action movie came out, Seth. And we got some of that news around the release of another live-action movie. Because uh, it did preview screenings. I saw it a couple days ago. I didn't, and I got really confused because a bunch of people were tweeting about it and whatnot. And I was like, wait, it's out this week? So, and then I, I looked at my local listings, and it wasn't there. And I was like, what's going on? All of all three of the movies coming out this month that that have an internet to play to Aquaman, uh, Spider Verse, and Bumblebee. Turns out they've all been doing preview screenings. I I saw a friend of mine talk about seeing Bumblebee last week, and I thought because of the place he worked at, he was getting an in to go see it. And I was like, oh, whatever. Uh, and then I looked it up further, and and there were just straight up tickets for sale at my nearest theater for two nights. Uh, you know, two weeks before it comes out. So I was like, all right. Because uh, apparently December is a death slot, and so like Aquaman and Bumblebee and Spider Verse are all doing a whole, whole lot of work to uh, to make sure people know that they exist this month. 
Uh, I thought I thought being out for Christmas was like a thing, and movies did that on purpose. I thought so die? too. I've been asking that question, and a lot of people have been saying, "Yeah, January, February is definitely a death slot." But some other folks have chimed in to tell me that, like, yeah, like people generally don't go out much in December unless it's with family, and it apparently going with your family to see a movie has stopped being a thing um, for a lot of Joe Public. So apparently this is a bad time for a movie to come out. Or at least this is when mm. movies that don't have the confidence of their producers uh, come out. So, yeah. I, I learned something new. Uh, well, Spider-Man Into the Spider is um, isn't that like doing super business on Rotten Tomatoes? Like getting heckin' good reviews? So is Bumblebee. Did you... Uh, um, <laughs> Mortal Machines isn't, and that's a bummer because that looked like it could have been really interesting. Is Mortal Machines one of the? Is that the one that's part of a series? Is that? Am I missing mixing that up with something? That's the Peter Jackson one, where London is a giant rumbling city on wheels, I'm and a, it eats little cities. I'm a hundred percent mixing that up with something else. <laughs> that sucks if that didn't turn or out. Mortal I, Engines, or is it Mortal Engines? Maybe I got the title wrong. Oh, okay. Uh, Might have been Mortal Engines. Anyway, the commercials and trailers for that look cool. And then I saw, like, on Rotten Tomatoes, it was, like, 34%. Oh, man. That that doesn't mean it's bad. It yeah. It just means that, that uh, because isn't the accusation that anything that Disney and its subsidiaries put out, the reviewers give it, like, super good reviews because they're afraid of making the mouse mad. I don't know. So maybe know. they're just taking it out on, on movies that aren't affiliated. I, I, I've said it before. I can't remember the last time I said it here. Like, I'll, like as much as I'm celebrating seeing Bumblebee get 100% because that just is a fun thing to see for a movie I liked, uh, I also think Rotten Tomatoes being this like grand arbiter is lousy just like i hate metacritic uh being some kind of grand arbiter for whether or not something's good i I don't if someone tells me they don't like something because of the rotten tomatoes rating like there's no conversation to be had basically uh but also friggin man i wish peter jackson would get a break i still like him even though i haven't admittedly i haven't really liked much of what he's made in the last while but as a person i like him so i wanted i want him to do well but seth we we got a juicy quote from Lorenzo de Bonaventura, one of the 18 producers of the Bumblebee movie. Anyone who saw the credits will know what I'm talking about. Yeah, 97% um, currently on Rotten Tomatoes, the Bumblebee movie. Jiminy Cricket. Uh, by the way, I'm not going to spoil the Bumblebee movie on here. Um, I'm not. I don't even have plans yet for when we're all going to talk about it because I have no idea. As far as I know, like none of y'all uh, who were Americans on this podcast were given the chance to go see it. So I'm I, not, I don't know. I'm not going to jerk out and be all like, here's what happened. But uh, yeah, I was like, I was thinking like either there was like a, like a preview screening situation or it's one of those deals where America gets movies after everybody else now, for some reason, even though we made the movie, like we get it last nowadays. Oh, I, it's I, like, I can guarantee you and Asia and stuff are like, Oh, that movie's old news. You know, you know when Japan's getting the bubble movie friggin' Tomorrow. March. Oh, uh, Kei Zama's real bummed out. One of the IDW artists who lives in Japan. She's basically like, I have to wait till March, and also everyone's gonna start shouting about what happens in the movie as of about a month from now. Well, <laughs> she should just pirate it. Yeah, yeah, you know. Just <laughs> well, some some folks are basically going like, yo, you should just come over to the states for a visit. Uh, 
But what I'm going to say, uh, without spoiling the movie, is I, I would, if you're listening to this podcast, and you've been listening to this podcast, um, I think you should go see the Bumblebee movie, and uh, I, I, I would like it if you saw it on the opening weekend, because I would like that team to make another movie now that it's been confirmed that the director would like to make another Transformers movie. I would like the director to get a chance to, so I would like the movie to do well. This is all extremely selfish. You you don't owe the director anything. You don't owe me anything. I'm just putting it out there. I would like there to be another one. Uh, I, I came out of that movie happy, but then worried that it was going to be a dread situation where it's like, oh, it was a really cool movie that came out at a bad time of the year and it's never going to get a sequel. So uh, I would like it to get a sequel. Uh, but you know what uh, Lorenzo de Bonaventura wouldn't like? He he wouldn't like it if we if we call things prequels or reboots specifically. Uh, quote: This is the big quote I wanted to highlight this for when when he was speaking to Slash Film. Reboot. I always hate that word because for one, I'm not sure I really understand what it means. De Bonaventura said. Well, that sounds like a personal problem. It 100 percent is because the. the I'm trying to figure out if talking about the reboot nature of Bumblebee is a spoiler or not. Seth, I need you to make a call on this one as someone who hasn't seen it. Well, there was sort of confused messages about it, and I think the studio referred to it as at least a soft reboot Mm. at some point. I just don't know what I can... I mean... I can refer to me saying that it's most probably a reboot for the last couple of weeks is what I can refer to. Uh, I don't know how to clarify. I don't know if people consider that a spoiler or not. I, I really mean, don't. It's not having seen it, having it set before the other movies, and having the art style so similar to the Bay movies. I mean, Bumblebee's got the same stupid no mouth face. Um, it's, I, I assume that no matter what their intent was or what they ended up doing, it's going to be confusing. Like the way the X-Men movies are confusing. All right. Here's what I'm going to say. So maybe just don't worry much about it because these movies aren't that deep to begin with and just enjoy them. A, yes. If you want (laughs) to. But B, Seth, do you care if I if I tell you about its reboot nature or not? I don't care. All right. Everyone who doesn't want to know about whether or not the movie is a reboot or not, fast forward about five minutes. I'm going to give you five seconds to do so, starting now. Five is the number that comes before four. Three is the top of a trio. Two is a pair. One is how many of us there are, except for there's two of us. Okay, so Seth. Are you going to play the spoiler guy? Oh, man, that guy costs money. (laughs) All right, well, don't. Uh, Okay. Also, I'm going to say this because I've had people say they don't want to see the movie until they know whether or not this is the case. (laughs) The the idea of saying that the Bumblebee movie is not a reboot is so utterly ridiculous, it's actually irritating to see the producer somehow sidestep the 99% fact that Bumblebee is a reboot. You'd have to bend over backwards harder than you ever did to make sense of the apparent continuity of the last five movies to even begin to say the Bumblebee is, a, is not a reboot. Bumblebee is a reboot. It is a reboot. De Bonaventura doesn't know what the word means. That's cool, because my man, 
sit back on your producer chair and just accept when I, the movie scientist, tell you, that's my YouTube channel, by the way, the movie scientist, you made a reboot. There you go. <laughs> I had All to right. highlight this because this dude is so friggin', <laughs> he's a free, ah. I don't know. He was in the featurettes they showed us after the movie, and I got irritated looking at him talk. So I saw this friggin' thing pop up on my Twitter with his mugshot looking the way he looks when he's talking in the featurettes, going like, oh, you don't really. I mean, is it a reboot or are we just doing something new and fresh for the fans? And it's like, buddy, shut up. Just <laughs> shut, stop talking. You you aren't even the main producer anymore. I saw 50 other names with you with the same credit in those credit sequence. You. It's a reboot. All right. There are times up. Well, <laughs> then I wish the art design was more different. I can't actually respond to that. So. <laughs> uh, that is indeed um, what Seth wishes. Yeah, because if it's a reboot, then I want Bumblebee not to look like the Michael Bay Bumblebee. I want Bumblebee to talk. Because if if that's the case if he looks like michael bay bumblebee and he can't talk because his voice is damaged just like in the michael bay movies then it's it's a soft reboot it's a semi reboot it's a reshoe semi reboot i always hate that word because for one i'm not sure i really understand what it means that's gonna be how i respond to anything from now on like freaking producer talk <laughs> like that uh tips monetary you know, I always hate the word tip because for one, I'm not sure I really understand what it means. We're we're going to pay you for your services. It's going to be money that you didn't have before I paid you. Uh I bet by the way, I bet you a solid nickel he's he's pulled him or some producer has pulled that kind of argument on a server at some point in their life. Uh Anyway, I just wanted to, to highlight that little thing and also get the word out there just in case anyone was still on the fence about seeing that movie that it, it is worth seeing. And then if you had that question, you now have heard my answer to that question. Um, Seth, by the way, you should probably see that movie. Yeah, I'm going to. It'll be difficult for us to keep podcasting about the movie if you haven't seen it. No, no, keep wanting to. Entirely for, for my comfort, I need you to see that movie. Is a, is a I will. I will, whether my girlfriend likes it or not. I think. I think she'll. I think she'll. Well, you know. I think she'll. She'll not hate it. Uh, I think it's a hard movie to hate. I think it's easy. It's easily a movie to go and see and come out going like, yeah, okay. But uh, it's not on the level of those last five. Even my beloved number four, <laughs> best of the G one movies, Age of Extinction. Oh, Seth, that's my thing, by the way. Uh, I'd love it if, if if I just like got your support on this, because I think it's great as an idea that we call the Michael Bay movies the G1 movies, because they are the first generation of the Transformers movies. Mm-hmm. But isn't the 86 movie the G1 movie? No, that's the movie for the, the Kitty cartoon that everyone kind of fondly remembers. Uh, that was G1. Yeah, that was G1 the cartoon. These are G1 the movies. They are the first generation of the movies. Are you sure they're not G2? No, no, Bumblebee is uh, G2. Although, are you sure they're not Beast Wars? No, they haven't that hasn't happened yet. Let's call it Beast Wars. No, that that hasn't happened yet. Also, the that's Bay me- movies or the Beast Wars. No, that's just mean to, that's being mean to Beast Wars <laughs> in a way I can't I can't get behind. That's <laughs> Uh, anyway, that's all our movie talk. Look forward to our movie podcast whenever the movie is out and everyone has gone to see it uh, sometime in the last week of December, hopefully. 
Uh, anyway, we are going to move on from here into a listener question that relates to our second topic. But this listener question fit in so well, I figured we'd, we'd bop it in here. Uh, this comes from Sideswipe29. He says, Greetings, y'all. I have a new question for the pod. And I apologize if it's already been asked, but I enjoy hearing all of you banter. So it's worth asking anyways. And I don't remember the last time we've talked about... I know we've talked about this. I just can't remember when. So it seemed like it was time. Uh, how do you feel about Transformers figures using fake parts to achieve a more accurate robot or vehicle mode? This has been prevalent in mainline Transformers and even in Masterpiece Transformers like MP44 Optimus Prime with his uh, grill. Uh, whenever a figure is revealed to have fake parts, it seems a good number of fans have an issue with it. I can understand the argument for Masterpiece Transformers and that the engineering should be at the level where all the real vehicle parts are incorporated into the robot mode. For me, though, I don't mind fake parts if it means achieving a greater level of accuracy with a toy in either mode. I'm curious to hear your thoughts. And also, I wanted to ask this because, Seth, I actually forgot where you stand on fake parts. Well, I think we talked about it just a couple episodes ago. Did we? It came up. I think it's a fairly recent thing we talked about, but that's fine. We talk about it some more. Yeah. I don't have a problem with fake parts, not even a masterpiece. Because, like, if we look at masterpiece and recent masterpieces, like, you got, like, Sideswipe, where Lamborghini was, like, super particular about not, like, breaking up the hood and whatnot. So he has this super giant wide chest and then other masterpieces um, that weren't so particular from their, the licensees where they were able to do like a fake hood for the chest to bring it down to that more cartoon proportion as masterpiece started skewing that way. Um, that works. I mean, like both work. Yeah. It depends on the aesthetic you're going for. So as long as it makes both modes more visually appealing, uh, to my sensibilities at least, I can't, I can't comment on other people's preferences, um, then I'm fine with it. Like, yeah, definitely do that fake grill if it means that the grill looks cooler in both forms. Yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of the same approach. Fake parts are not a make or break for me. It's how they're implemented. Does the transformation suck because I'm swapping all the parts around and it was not designed very intuitively? Then I'm not as into it. But and, and also, if the engineering is amazing and is intuitive and it makes uh, actual vehicle parts change shape such that, like, you know, if the grill actually shrank or something, I'd be cool with that. But as long as the transformation's good, I don't really mind. And in some cases, I think it is a big ask to say, like, hey, make that grill change shape. Uh, make make that entire roof and windshield and side windows shrink to the size of his chest. Like, that's a big ask. I don't think it's impossible, because every time I've said something's impossible, eventually it's happened in Transformers. But uh, there are also big asks where it's kind of like, hey, you know, <laughs> maybe they couldn't figure it out this decade. Yeah, one of the earliest earliest examples I could think of experiencing the fake part situation. Um, I don't know if this is the first time or if it was just like my first time or whatever. Was like that uh, um, Laser Prime when it was reused for Scourge in Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Robots in Disguise, and because like I was kind of out of toys when the Laser Prime came out, so I didn't experience that mold until rid and i remember thinking like hey that's really clever like that's cool that's a cool idea like yeah you want 
a certain proportion to these windows that doesn't exist just put some fake windows there or different windows and i remember back then people complaining about that molt mm-hmm. being like oh it's this lame they totally cheated mm. and it's like yeah but it looks cool so why not that's clever yeah it's a it's a completely like it's a valid complaint if it just is the thing that irks you you know like me and, and elbows that bend inwards and i just get really irrationally to, like turned against figures that have inward bending elbows that i can't easily uh you know twist the right way with the palms not facing up that's that's like my one of my hyper specific things um but yeah like generally on this podcast i i, I recall most of us not really like caring that much about fake parts as long as the toy feels nice um which brings us to seth our big news topic of the day uh some leaks from the upcoming generations book made it online specifically the pages that show mp44 all in color showing all the stuff he does uh and then new to this is showing us um about 12 photos of his transformation uh the big thing here that I thought was kind of neat is that his front windshields actually do become the front windows on the robot chest. They just flip around 180 degrees. So the they, they just, you know, flip inside out. But it's still the same window panels. The thing that got me friggin' hyped entirely because now that I've gone through Masterpiece Megatron and Sunstreaker, I know that these transformations are probably going to feel good, uh, is the part where the sides of the truck cab fold up into his legs. <laughs> Like on those first um, five photos or so, uh, if you you look at where the sides of the truck go, it's just they kind of, they curl up into his legs, his legs flip inside out, and then the sides of the truck with the the rear view mirrors and everything are are just in there. Um, I love that. Uh, Megatron and Sunstreaker both do similar things, and they both feel on a tactile level lovely. So I'm uh, I'm hyped for this. This transformation looks like what I want um, based on those two figures. Uh, we also got a, some some extra looks at the three human figures coming with them, uh, Carly and Spike and Sparkplug. Uh, they all ha- are are very unique figures. No shared parts between uh, Spike and Sparkplug. Uh, they all look very much based on the Diaclone stuff that Takara Tomy's been doing with the the mid torso joint. Um, big close ups on uh, the the battle damage parts on the Starscream head. There's all this control art uh, that we've seen with other Masterpiece toys over the years, um, just showing like the line art that they're basing the figure on. Um, nice big close-up of the swap-out exploded kidney on Optimus, um, for the 86 movie battle damage, uh, setup. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll echo just what I said last week. Lots of good stuff in this toy. I'm real bummed out that the trailer is actually just doing the one or two things the trailer does. Um, I was hoping at that price that maybe there'd be something kind of neat snuck into the trailer. Maybe even just some, some you know, noises would be cool since we had those on MP36. And I, I actually ended up liking hearing the Japanese voice actors. Uh, that is that is not present on this. And it's making the trailer basically like I have nothing nice to say about it <laughs> other than it does the it, it's a textbook piece. Um, Seth, we, we talked about this thing in great prototype form and when we didn't know what all it came with, now we know all this stuff. How are you feeling about yeah. this guy? Uh, I still feel like it's very expensive. It, it is. That's, that's a fact. And that's <laughs> a problem. Um, that's a problem for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, uh, it's, it, man, it looks so impressive though. It does really look cool. Like they have it in this pose here on one of those scan pages where it's very much that like kind of animated pose 
like yeah. from the the Transformers will be right back commercial bumper where is like that very kind of anime proportion pose mm-hmm. like with his, the hips first kind of situation um yeah it's really neat um i was i'm surprised to see that that little uh command arm thing with the the little cockpit and the radar dish and claw and stuff detaches and has its own set of wheels yeah that's i mean that's the coolest thing the trailer does and it's like i should I, has like that it more. ever happened anywhere before not that i'm aware of because because that thing that the trailer's on that little wheel setup that that also the wheels flip down and that becomes the display stand that you can use for optimus uh you know how like megatron's yeah. like gun barrel or you know gun extension stuff turn into a display stand yeah um so that that's the bit on him that does that which is cool it's like you know, I can't say the trailer sucks. I just find it very underwhelming. Well, I mean, it never... Prime's trailer never really did a lot to begin with. Oh, so absolutely. I don't expect much from it. I was just... I was like, it's not even expectation, I guess. It's just it was this hope that the trailer would do one more thing to, yeah. to just really make me go like, oh, and even the trailer does this. But, like, it kind of doesn't. <laughs> Yeah, we had uh we had some people over recently and I have a bunch of masterpieces on display, including the previous Masterpiece Prime, and some people were like, Oh my god, look at that Optimus Prime, it's amazing looking. I'm like, Well, there's an even more amazing one looking coming out soon. Um and and then they got excited and like they're not toy collectors or anything, but you know, they're like eighty kids and mm-hmm. and their nostalgia is blowing up at the sight of this prime. And then I'm promising one that looks even more like the cartoon that they're <laughs> remembering. And they're like, oh man, what's that gonna cost? I'm like like four hundred and fifty bucks. <laughs> and then I was like, oh never mind. Well, you know, I was like, yeah. If they go on Amazon Japan it'll be more like three hundred and thirty bucks, but uh. still uh i i just sorry i Still, caught something in the bucks. the top of the news post apparently this is like i was saying that those those human figures look kind of like the diaclone stuff they've been doing uh-huh. uh, apparently some folks have noticed that there seem to be magnets in their feet as well so those are straight Whoa. up those are straight up from the diaclone reboot team <laughs> i don't even know what reboot means i don't like the word it's like what is it what uh, is a diaclone look, reboot anyway look, what, what are you even saying what is that i don't even know look what lorenzo can i call can i call you lorenzo you can call me lenny can i call you okay look lenny uh you're you're gonna make lots of money off this toy either way D- does it really matter if you do this like real paltry transparent attempt to kind of you know stick up for your weird contribution that you feel you had to those first five movies even though in that same interview you also talked a bunch of smack on the concept of unicron like you even though that was your concept like you're maybe just you know back off and make your money i left that part out i forgot to talk about that part he was like unicron's kind of stupid don't know why we did <laughs> unicron and it's like you you did unicron my friend we- <laughs> uh, no they didn't they did something else that wasn't my unicron Right. Well, there were 500 producers, so it's. I guess it is hard to track down who, who really was the one who thought up Unicron. Hashtag not my Unicron. <laughs> uh, just looking at this 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 drawn artwork, it looks like there's also going to uh, going by the artwork at least. Seems like they at least want to have it so you can store Prime's gun on his back, but like it's shoulder slung. Uh, hmm. So hey, why not? Right? Why wouldn't you? 
Yeah, why not? Just Who's go gonna, nuts. Go was, all the way with it. Who's going to argue? I, I really like in these drawn photos, like how many, there's like two entire things just about like, this is what the head looks like. And this is what the close up on his eyes and nose look like from this one angle that we always see it in the cartoon. This is how the lines are supposed to line up to form that weird geometric shape that is the bridge of his nose. Uh, and there's also like on the other side, like the version of the face where it's like, this is what the, where the mouth plates pointed down. And then over here is where the mouth plates pointed up. I, I didn't actually go check to see if there are two different faceplates on this guy. I am assuming there are not. I don't see a second. No, wait, there is a different. Okay, Seth, at the very top. You see the thing there that says face? The very top. Yeah. Yes. For, look at those yeah, two heads. Yeah, that's a different. Yeah, it's a different style head. I was, I was going to mention that, but then I started talking about the other thing and forgot. I didn't know there was a different head. Yeah, look, the shape of the the. The little vent on his forehead is a different shape. Ah. The, the crown of the helmet goes up way higher. Like, what the heck? Um, I think that's more, a little more like the original toy. It's also maybe. like the two different. It, it was one of those things where, like, depending on what studio was drawing it, they would draw them that way as well. Because the the oh, one maybe that's more of what it is. Yeah, if you if you scroll down a ways to all the concept art stuff, there's a bit showing the two heads, and it's like one of them is um, the one with the faceplate pointed down is also a rounder faceplate, which I re I remember being a thing in the in the in the cartoon. Depending on who was drawing it, uh, you'd get different different profile lines and stuff. Guess what? It turns out the cartoon was not very on model. Um, but yeah, this thing this thing's coming out. So uh, I thought we weren't going to see these scans until like January. So this this news cycle on this guy is just bumping along. Yeah, I think you're probably more correct with that being from uh, just a different art style. Because like I just pulled up uh, the original box art to see if it was reminiscent of that. It's not. It's it's that's different too. Yeah, that's an even different to er. Like, you know, we've I feel like a lot of us have learned this over the last couple of years of third party stuff and masterpiece, but like, you know, in case you're new here, the deeper you dive into G one animation models, the more hopefully you realize how futile this battle is <laughs> to have the well, perfect toy. Yeah. But they should totally do it like that back of the box art. Like oh! the big battle montage art. Yeah. Where he's got like the for some reason he's like squinting or something his eyes are just like it, it like there's an outline of a larger eye but then the the yellow of his eye is just a line space is real cold and dry you know it makes you squint yeah. your eyes tear up yeah and look at where his shoulders are that, that was way low fantastic <laughs> art yeah <laughs> Prime's all messed up looking. Yeah, that, well, he's also that got artwork. that pose he's in where he's just got his. He's like, <laughs> he's got this, this tiny gun. He's like having a real hard time in the background there. Oh boy, <laughs> I'm not supposed to fly in space. Probably. But Starscream looks boss. Yeah, Star like, Starscream always look cool in that art. And it, but poor Prowl back there is just like I actually don't have legs. I am just <laughs> a stick. <laughs> What's up? I'm a flying stick. Uh. I had I had the, the brief conversation on Twitter with someone kind of outside the deeper fandom who was when they saw this news they were like they were like 
Isn't Masterpiece supposed to be the ultimate version of a character, yet this one's called version 3? And I was like, yeah, let me tell you something about, about animation models. Let me tell you something about toy-based nostalgia versus cartoon-based nostalgia. Let me tell you about the whole notion of Masterpiece changing identity twice already in the last 14 years. Uh, I'm a bad gatekeeper about that stuff. I always get so impatient explaining things. I hate it. I, I want to be more patient. Um... Anyway. Well, isn't gatekeeping keeping people out? I always call what I do gatekeeping because it's like I'm not actively keeping people out, but I'm instead the one who's standing there, like, checking everything you're saying and then grabbing you by the shoulder going like, Hey, you got that wrong! All right? Why don't you know this already? Here, read the handbook! All right? 30 years of fandom, get caught up! Uh... No, gatekeeping would be you don't have a place in this fandom because you're X and... The, these were designed for why i i just um what you're doing is more like the push up your glasses mm, actually i i i call that gatekeeping because i feel your like transformer splaining I, I feel like what i'm doing is like the version of gatekeeping where the people doing it often don't think they're gatekeeping but it's like i'm i have this knee-jerk reaction where i want everyone to, to know everything i already know and I don't know. I, I I still personally I would still define that as as gatekeeping. If I were like put up against the wall and go like define gatekeeping, I'd just be like whatever doesn't get me shot. But like, <laughs> in the, in well, I'm gonna gatekeep your gatekeeping. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> because I think you're wrong, and you don't belong in the gatekeeping community. You can't keep me out of. I was born a gate gate my. my forefathers gatekept the whatever fandoms were in the 1800s no like gatekeeping (laughs) are the comic book fans who are mad that the west coast avengers has too many like gay characters like and that that gay people or, or queer people coming into the production of comics like as writers and artists is ruining what made comics great in the first place like that's gatekeeping i was about to say that i'm more like the (laughs) okay i'm gonna leave this alone but i gotta share this this thought crossed my mind and i feel as penance i should share it anyway i accept full responsibility for whatever happens i was about to say that my version of gatekeeping is the male presenting nipple of gatekeeping but I don't really know what that means. It's just the first thing that came to mind, and I I should probably just concede this. I, I don't want to know. What I that should means. just concede this. I'm conceding this right right now. Seth wins. Uh, anyway, MP44. Your planning uh, is out in August. Your yeah, planner. I won't deny that. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I uh, the, the Amazon Japan um, pre-order went up. It turns out that was the number one ordered thing on Amazon Japan that day. So, you know, we did it. Um, it also went up for pre-order in, in, uh, in uh, EB Games in Canada for 600 Canadian dollars, um, to which I said, hey, who? if I were a savvy Takara Tomy renegade social media person, I'd be talking about how, you know, we should be thanking Optimus Prime for teaching the world that international folks can make amazon japan accounts now um but also i was like it's not really 600 bucks at eb games because if you're buying something like that at eb games like for god's sake get a platinum membership so you can take 10 percent off that pay 540 canadian except then you're paying taxes so it's going to be more like 620 canadian after taxes also order it on amazon if you want it order it from japan where it's cheaper please 
You know, like if you don't want it, then don't get it. But if you do want it, don't then, you know, flagellate the skin off of your back by also paying f- 600 Canadian dollars for it. There's no need. You won't ever have to. Um, but I already had that conversation when we last talked. You went through that whole thing where I was like, I'm the villain. And then you out villain to me, proving that I am yeah. always going to lose these conversations. <laughs> Now I outgate kept you. Damn it! Um, well, Seth, I don't also, know how to don't 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 be a gatekeeper. No, Just don't let people join in. Yeah, uh, Seth, we you got some stuff right after we recorded. Uh, yeah, last literally time. the next day we <laughs> went to Target to do some shopping, and they had Siege Deluxes. Yeah. So I got Sideswipe and Hound. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I can't afford everything anymore. How like, dare you? <laughs> I can't do it anymore. Um, my cost of living is way more than it used to be. And it's in recent months that has caught up with me. And I've been trying to live my life like I did when I had very low rent. And now I have a very high mortgage. It doesn't work anymore. (laughs) I got in myself like right on the edge of being in real bad money trouble. (laughs) And I'm trying to get it under control. What a jerk. Um, How dare you? (laughs) So I got the most G1 characters. And because all the other ones are bad. So I got (laughs) Hound and Sideswipe. Um, Oh, no one's more G1 than Cog. What are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah. um, what what's the tank and flywheels? Flywheels, yeah. Um, I was carrying that one around a little bit, and then I was like, I gotta, I gotta cut something. I'm gonna put flywheels back. Also, it's um, is wave. One. Sorry to all the flywheel lovers out there. They'll they'll be um, around for a while, and there's gonna be post Christmas yeah. sales and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. So I like the style. Um, I the weathering doesn't bother me. There's. <laughs> I've been seeing a lot of people grumbling about the weathering. Uh, it doesn't bother me. Uh, if it bothers you, that's fine. That's you know, do what you gotta do. Rub rubbing alcohol on it or whatever to wipe it away. Do what you gotta do. I drink the rubbing alcohol to wipe it um, away. Yeah, my quick thumbnail um, impression on the two is I really like uh, Hound's robot mode a lot. I think he's really cool robot mode. Uh, I think his vehicle mode is just okay. Uh, Sideswipe, I think his robot mode is okay, and I really like his vehicle mode. I think his looks super slick and awesome. You know, you know what's freaking cool about Sideswipe that Valkaisis figured out over on Twitter, and now that I've got Sideswipe, I can confirm it. All the front-facing red on him, like all the red on his vehicle mode, basically, which is then all the red on his robot mode, for the most uh-huh. part, is painted. Uh-huh. Like, even the stuff that's red plastic on the inside, you can see a different finish on the inside bits. So, like, they freaking painted his entire vehicle mode. Huh. Like, it looks good. Because, uh, yeah, Seth, I was going to say, I I kind of echo your feelings on the battle damage, at least on the deluxes so far. Um, Hound's battle damage is really nicely laid out. Like, the fact that it's on the legs and the front bumper, something about that is balancing it. Uh, yeah. And, and on Sideswipe, the stuff on his waist looks more like highlight dry brushing than battle damage, and kind of the same on his legs. Like... 
Yeah. Um, I'm so I'm real surprised a how much the battle damage isn't taking me out of it on the deluxes. But then also here's the big one. So I've been given Hound a lot of crap for his vehicle mode, and his vehicle mode's still kind of dorky. But like, I kind of like his vehicle mode because the transformation to get there friggin' blew my mind. Oh, it frustrated me because uh, I tried to use the instructions, and the instructions are still garbage. They're, uh, hang on, let me and it took me a little while. I eventually got it, but I got a little annoyed. That was the one I did first. Yeah. Then when I went to do sideswipe, I was like, man, I hope this isn't a bummer. And sideswipe was super easy. And sideswipe's just like, and he's done. Yeah. But a real good, you know, fart noise. That okay, a real good. No, um, Sideswipe's got a good transformation. I'm I'm fall, digging this giant hole to die in when I'm trying to follow up on that. I agree about Sideswipe. Uh, instruct, so the instructions, right? I saw the Voyager ones, and I said, these look terrible. And someone said, the deluxe ones look better. I saw a photo of them, and they did look better. Now I see them in person. They are better than the last two years. But also, the red contrast is still, still like, it's so friggin' dark. And on Hound... They kind of truncate the really tricky stuff of flipping his legs around in a way where stuff completely bangs together until you kind of get used to how it works. Because uh, on Hound, what happened to me and at least one other person is like, I I tried to do him without instructions because whatever, I know how Transformers work. Hound is yeah, one of the first... I started that way. <laughs> yeah, he's one of the first deluxes in years where I just got lost because I just assumed he was going to transform like Sideswipe. Maybe because I've had so many years of, you know, Titans Return and Combiner Wars. But, like, that was a friggin'... That was up there with some of the third-party stuff I picked up this week as well. Because uh, I like I like Hound a lot. Sideswipe, I, I like. It's just, like, Hound kind of engineering-wise blew me away so much that Sideswipe kind of became second tier to him for me. Uh, which is not really a dig on Sideswipe. I think they're both very good. Like, I'm, I am impressed with, with these deluxes. Uh, my, my only thing with Hound is I find some of the peg and hole um, dimensions on him. It's not like any one of them in particular are bad, but some of them just don't fit together very well, while some other ones do. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is sort of a bummer because it's like, well, I don't even know what to fix. I guess I'm just gonna t- like make all the pegs a bit thicker and hope <laughs> that it works. Um, but yeah, it's it's a good start. Uh. Any other thoughts on these two you want to drop? Uh, no. Well, uh... I mean, I'm not as good at breaking down and describing things the the way you and, uh, when Gog Dog was still on the show, where, where you guys can really break down details and stuff. I'm just not, I'm just not as good at that. Well, no, but you're still saying, you're saying stuff... My God, person. You're, you're saying stuff that can be dug into. That's the main thing. That's why I, I like to like if I've got stuff that you've got, I'm like, well, I want to mess with what Seth's got so I can I can I can vamp with them a bit because I think we, I think we hit most of the parts on these guys. Uh, yeah. So so these things went on Hasbro. Here's my little story of how I got them. These things went on Hasbro Toy Store the other day, and when they went up the deluxes, it's like they forgot to put the one in front of the nine, so they were nine ninety nine on Hasbro Toy Store, and then there was this 20% off coupon. So me and all the Canadians who decide to subject ourselves to this pain, we all, you know, the 12 of us or whatever that actually did this, we went on to Hasbro Toy Store and we're like, all right, let's put them all in the cart and then we'll add the $30 American shipping and customs and we'll see if it ends up being cheaper than getting them in Canada where they're going to be 30 Canadian in tax apiece. Uh, So, you know, load them in the cart. 
it's 40 bucks basically for the four deluxes and then there's the $30 shipping and then someone says oh but there's also this coupon code for 20 more percent off so we're like oh we'll put that in so when we Canadians put that coupon code in it also gave us free shipping and instead we were paying nine percent American tax which is not very much compared to the very expensive shipping yeah so we we all put an order in and then right afterwards I was like hey you know what if this is true, I'm going to order the two Voyagers and the three sets of MicroMasters as well, because this, this will all be cheaper. Than, this will all be 25% off Canadian, basically. Uh, and so I did two orders, and I'm like, okay, maybe they'll combine the two. And then I was like, that's if they even process these, because already the $9.99 looked like a mistake. The part where Canadians were going to yeah. get free FedEx shipping was like, well, they're they're not going to do this. And I was, I was saying, like, let's all be real. Let's be prepared so we aren't mad when we get the apologetic email. Two days later, we all got shipping notices. Um, today I went to pick up these mysterious FedEx things I was getting a robot, um, voicemails about. So they didn't just send me all the stuff I ordered. They sent it in two separate boxes. So I cost them like $60 (laughs) of shipping. And I was sitting there going like, maybe I should have done one order per figure. Just (laughs) if I got like nine boxes of FedEx shipping for free. Uh, Are you trying to put them out of business? You know... I say lots of guff about corporations. Maybe I was thinking, how could I have hurt a corporation more on a completely petty level? Because uh, I was imagining that, like, just all of these toys in their boxes with the Canadian, you know, free shipping order notices were going to be stacked on some poor techie's desk with a note attached that just says, what did you do? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I got I got I got the other two deluxes as well, amongst other things. Uh, but I've only opened the deluxes so far. Um so, so the one you put back, uh, Flywheels, who I believe is called Skytread now, um, is pretty good. Uses the same kind of connection port that Battletrap used in the last line, um, even though he doesn't have two little robot modes. It's a very good figure. Um, I think, so far of my initial impressions, uh, Hound is the top of those of these four. Um, Cog might get up there once I play around with his weaponizer stuff more, but I think you probably pick the two you're going to like the most. Um, mm-hmm. Flywheels is is real cool, but Flywheels is, like, made for those of us who love the idea of them making new duocons more so than he is for just being, like, a good toy, I guess that makes any sense. Um, Cog... I'm kind of, like, figuring out still Cog. Like, I like him up front. Uh, my only problem with him is, again, some of his peg and and hole tolerances are sort of just all over the place. And sadly, that includes the pegs that hold his legs onto his thighs. Um, I think I read that that's common, uh, though. And that, that's, again, a real easy thing for me to fix with floor polish. But uh, Cog is just friggin' beefy. And Cog, like, all these figures are painted as hell. Uh, Cog, like, they painted on the bottoms of his robot feet are all these booster and thruster details for one of his, uh, his two vehicle modes, and they, like, painted all that stuff. Uh, his whole chest is, like, friggin' painted silver. Like, they, the, the price on these toys went up, the size scale went down, but the complexity has increased, and the paint budget has gone up, in my opinion. Like, they are... Now that Takara Tomy is basically selling the same toys as they are in North America, it feels like something's catching up in between all of this. Uh, so I still, I still haven't tried combining cog with other deluxes. We'll see, we'll see how that goes. But like up front, like all four deluxes are doing something I'm liking. Like, like if I had to say one of them was not making me want to write paragraphs, it would be sideswipe. But I'm also feeling like 
the ways that Sideswipe is kind of simpler are a, a boon for him. Like, he's just a really pleasant Transformer Deluxe that looks very good. So, like, I'm, I am very happy with these Deluxes. Um, I haven't opened the Micromasters or the Voyagers yet, uh, as of we're recording. Because before we were recording, I was tr doing the big one-hour, well, 40 minutes each way trip to the FedEx Depot to actually pick all this stuff up. Because when Hasbro shipped all these things to me, even though... I put in big letters after my apartment number, here's what the door code is in my address information. They didn't write that on the FedEx uh, shipping slips, and my two packages had big handwritten notes saying, door code? And I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I told I told Hasbro Toy Shop what it was. I don't know why they didn't tell you. Maybe that was them being grumpy. Like, when I opened the boxes and I saw a shipping slip, I was like, I need to read these shipping slips in case they just wrote some kind of real nasty message on there. Like, here you go, Canuck. Hope you enjoy your friggin' free toys. We're all losing our Christmas bonuses. But it didn't. It just said what I paid. Uh, but yeah. Can't believe you took away their bonuses. That's what I do. I'm a gatekeeper. I'm a monetary gatekeeper. Um, so that that was that's the siege story. I guess anything else Transformersy on your end? Uh, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Uh, I haven't seen these in stores yet, right. but I did see them on Amazon. So I ordered three five-packs of BotBots. Oh! So I have 15 BotBots. I'm waiting that's for a, a siren. Stop! Punch. For God's sake! <laughs> you stopped! I went to turn the mic back on. You went, boo! Like, one more time. Like, are you freaking watching me, pal? <laughs> All right. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Uh, actually, I picked up some bot bots too. I can't. I don't think I talked about them since my last recording. I watched your video opening them. Yeah, my ball shred video. Um, they got flagged for demonetization until I changed the word ball to sphere in the title. <laughs> I'm not even lying. I put square brackets around it. <laughs> wow, YouTube is getting ridiculous. <laughs> I requested I requested manual review and it took long enough that I'm like, yeah, some poor schlub actually watched through my live stream to make sure I wasn't like showing testicles and stuff. Uh anyway. Uh, <laughs> well, didn't you get flagged for titling something White Power Ranger? When they first started to to turn on the, the bots, <laughs> I had a White Power Ranger uh fig arts <laughs> review that said we're gonna need power white power because i was like stupid and i forgot about it and then like i got hit on that one but i was also like you know what if you're gonna flag a phrase yes please flag this phrase i'm cool with that um let me put a joke into the video description i put we need redacted power all right so i don't remember all these names and i don't remember the the faction groups um but like one pack was like the little the tech guys, and then there was the sugar dudes. Yeah, and the uh, bathroom buddies. You're close. I'm pretty sure you're close. I think they were the toilet troop, actually. <laughs> okay. Um. So in general, I like the little food guys and and stuff more than like the tech guys. Um. Or like the office supply guys. And like one of these tech guys, I had no idea what it was supposed to be. It's alt mode. Until I looked at 
the the directions and refer to them as uh being AR goggles. Oh. <laughs> it was just like a rectangle with a strap. I was like is it a purse? Is it a camera bag? <laughs> like what what is this guy supposed to be? And then he's AR goggles. He's not even VR goggles. He's AR goggles. Um you know so that yeah. I can't be mad because whenever when I think you know I never see those I think about no wait that's that whole aisle of phone accessories I glaze past whenever I'm at friggin Best Buy or London Drugs all the stick your phone in this things right so three of these dudes are just rectangles um so the air goggles is just rectangles the video game cartridge that was another one I didn't know what it was supposed to be until I looked Thought, at the instructions i thought you were a gamer and then the eraser i figured out it was supposed to be an eraser but it it doesn't some of them don't work as well oh yes i, I can i can confirm um and those ones are better to just leave in their little robot modes the one the nice which are fine <laughs> the nice thing is the ones that don't work well are usually also like it's like you know what though you get a c for trying because you're trying something really stupid yeah. And I like that part of it. <laughs> so I also got the stapler. And I think the stapler almost works really good. But it's a little stumpy. That's... And like the, the, I don't know what you call the part of the stapler, but the part that the staple comes out of. Yeah. That metal part. Like, there's nothing under it. Like the hands kind of come close, but like, like as a stapler would be. It, it it's almost there i feel like that actually it's good it, it's cartoonish cartoonish design it's fine it reminds me of some um pocket staplers that were all garbage that i used to buy as a student from student bookstores yeah, that were trying to offload it, that garbage and i always fell it for it remind me of those <laughs> those junky little stapies yeah um the game controller guy he's okay i'm just running through what i got real quick uh the pencil dude i like He's, he's oh, cool. I want the pencil, dude. Uh, cartridge is dumb. The soda can guy is pretty great. He's got this giant idiot smile. I want the soda can guy. The soda can guy is pretty good. And then when you tilt the top of the soda can all the way back, it looks like he just has exposed brain. <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> and he's really happy. I love my brain. Uh, toilet paper guy. Oh, God, I want the toilet paper guy. That's like mine. That's... <laughs> The only thing I don't like about toilet paper guy is you flip down this one little bit to expose some like uh abdomen detail. Yeah. But then he has like this curved snow plow in front of his feet. And it might have just been better to leave that part flipped up mm. and not have that be part of the transformation. Because then also there's this big hinge on the toilet paper roll. Um Donut, donut's pretty cool. Um, it's a little tough to flip donut's face around. You could do it, uh, but they're kind of clever. There's little notches for you to get your thumbnail in for rolling it around. Um, because you got to roll its face to to transform its face away. Yeah. And the little not one of the little notches is his, uh, is its mouth. All right. So that was kind of clever. All right. And then you jam your 
thumbnail in its mouth and flip it and till the next little notch comes along and then you flip it and then the next little notch comes along and it's the donut side there's some good violence going on in there i think it matches his face real well yeah then i got like this treasure chest which seems kind of out of place and part of the problem with the treasure chest is it's a little captain hook hand is just always there on the side of the chest there's nowhere for it to go mm. so the treasure chest is a little compromised uh, but he he makes a decent little goofy robot pirate. So that's another one that's just kind of better to keep in its robot mode. Some of them kind of have like better. some of them ended up with sort of a primary mode. Uh, yeah, I mean it's to be expected on something that small, that low budget. Um, There's an ice cream bar that turns into a penguin. I want that one a lot. <laughs> it's all right. We got football. Turns into a football man. You literally got ones that I don't have. Like, all of these are ones I don't have. Uh, I got... Um, it's it's like a cup of ice cream with a cone stuck in it that turns into, like, a unicorn. Yep. Yeah, TJ talked about that one, I think. That one's okay. I don't, I'm not mad at it. Uh, I got a hamburger. Oh, man. Hamburger Dude has, like, a very like g1 mini bots face which is cool like where all the others have like big cartoony faces yeah this guy has like a face plate green visor eyes makes him stand out it's pretty awesome here's my one little nitpick gripe about the hamburger oh so the front edge of the hamburger which is like the hood like a huffer like hood over his head Part of this stuff is painted green, like lettuce. But then the parts of the side of the hamburger that make his arms, where that same little pattern is sculpted in, is painted like an off-white, like old mayonnaise on his arms. Why isn't that green continued onto his arms? I think I think TJ mentioned that too. How much that stuck out yeah, it sounds like it's going to be a common thing on the hamburger guy that's a disappointment they got to get their s- stuff together <laughs> and then i got a thing of nachos which i thought were french fries at first and then i took another look and went no they they ain't french fries those are nachos <laughs> uh he's one of my favorites because nachos are delicious um they're the, the best ethnic food you could get are nachos <laughs> um and those are all the bot bots I got. So, um, watching your video where you were pop, where you were shredding balls, yeah. Um, you noticed uh, at one point on the packaging that one of the packages say like collect all forty two, and then another package says sixty something. It was yeah, twenty four and sixty one, I think. Uh, right. So, is it a case of? There's 24 in the individual blind packs and then 60 whatever all added up with the multi-packs. Yes. Uh, and the multi-pack guys aren't in the blind packs. So I went digging into some stuff. So yeah, uh, in the single blind packs, there are only 24 possible bot bots, and that's what that meant. And there's 61 in total across everything. Uh, and there's single packs. There's the ones you picked up. The, the And then there's also eight packs that have not been found yet. Um 
And TF Wiki's been pretty good about keeping track of a lot of this stuff. I went digging into their page, and basically, like, uh, there are some that are exclusive to the single packs, but not all. There are some that so far are exclusive to the five packs, or six packs, or whatever, but not all. And since no one's found any of the eight packs, we don't know necessarily what might be exclusive to those. But that's what that all meant. So, like, uh, specifically, it's like two of the lost bots are only in the single pack blind packs. And on the ones you got, there should there should have been, like, a little blind pack red ball attached to the bottom. Yeah, Appar- there was. Apparently, the contents of that ball is not random whatsoever. Um, oh, so if I bought another one of these five packs, the mystery guy is going to be the same. Yeah, it dep- like, the mystery guy, it sounds like, is predetermined just like the ones that you can already see in the package. Uh, however, the, the weird, the little other little weird thing is that, like... You know how, like, there's one which is, like, this one is labeled as, like, the Sugar Shocks or whatever? Yeah. There are a couple, I think there's three different variations of visible right. bots on the Sugar Shocks labeled one. Uh, yeah, when you look at their Amazon listing, uh, like, when you go down into the other pictures, you see three different assortments for each group. Yeah. But you don't have a choice in that when you order from Amazon. Yeah. So you you are ordering the sugar shocks, and then you get what you get, yeah. sort of a thing. Which is why I only went for one of each. As as you should. Like if if you're not buying them in person, don't mass order them online, or you're just asking for it. Like the single pack ones, it's been determined that they're shipped in cases of however many. And a sealed case of single packs will have an entire set of 24 guaranteed. Um, but if you're just, like, ordering random ones online, you have no idea what was pulled out of whatever you're getting. Uh, yeah. And that that might leave you kind of disappointed. Unless you've got... Like, I've already been coming up with plans of what to do with dupes outside of trading, which is basically, like, I'm thinking of all kinds of different ways to paint them. Because <laughs> they're, they're small enough. I can rip them apart easy enough. Uh... You could paint green on the hamburger's arms. That's right. Make them more like a G1 hamburger. Like what I did, because people always talk about G1. Um, yeah. Was, Man, you should have seen the hamburger my girlfriend got today. Woo. Is that a G1 hamburger? I got a, I got a little bite. Man, it was good. Oh, man, I want, a, good. I want a G1 hamburger. It, it had a bacon... Um, soaked in a, a bourbon glaze. Oh! And then that bacon was chopped up and mixed with the meat, but it wasn't, like, shredded. Like, there were big hunks of bacon mixed in with the meat. Yeah. Man, it was real good. The a little taste. I got the fish and chips, which were okay. But, man, the hamburger was real good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been I've been doing some cooking of late, but I've kind of gotten set in my ways with how I make my burger patties, which I am enjoying, but they are not adventurous like that. Okay, I'm looking at BotBots and Big Bad Toy Store. Yeah. And they have a listing for eight packs. Yep. But no one's gotten an eight pack yet, as far as I know. Right. So, in this picture that they have for eight pack, there's a lot of different ones being shown. Okay, there are pictures of the packages. Okay, there's pictures of them in the packages, so you can see. TF Wiki needs to update. It might have been the thing that TF Wiki did that I wasn't as into is the listings of where to get 
the bot bots are only on the individual pages of each bot bot. And given that there's oh. 61 of them, at a certain point, I got tired of looking through them all. And was like, okay. just make a chart, please. Uh, yeah, because this, this eight pack has the Petzl, the Penguin, and the Nachos, which I already have. And then it has the Power Drill. I'm not sure what this guy is supposed to be. It's in his robot mode. And I'm not sure what this guy is in its alt mode, uh, but it has a corn dog. I have the corn dog. I really want that. I that was the first one you opened. I really want that corn dog. Yeah. Um, I like that corn dog. So the eight packs might not be a good deal for me because it looks like um, there's a lot of dupl. Okay, this eight pack I don't recognize anything. Um, so if I see this eight pack in person, I don't have to probably pizza. get it. Yes, the pizza pack. There's a chainsaw in there. Yeah. Um, I think... And this one I don't recognize either. The one with the sandwich and the baseball bat and the frog plant that... The frog plant's um, one of the ones I got. Really disappointed you. I was not happy with the frog. And then I saw the artwork <laughs> of the frog plant's robot mode, and I was like, excuse me! Like, <laughs> like, I get that there's a certain limitation between the artwork and these toys, but it feels like y'all were really going to try something too ambitious with that one. Because uh, the pot just disappears on the artwork for the robot mode. Um, I think if one wants to collect all of the bot bots, unless one is in a position to do a lot of trading, one has to go in expecting to get duplicates, basically. Yeah. And, I, you know, now that I've handled them, I'm more okay with that notion. Um, also, if I end up with dupes and I can't trade them, these are perfect things to just give away. Uh, you know? Sad children, hurl a bot bot at them. They'll thank you later. Yeah, I'm gonna have to decide if I want to order a case of the individuals or just be okay with not getting all of them. I should probably be okay with not getting all of them. Yeah. Yeah, because like my, my impressions on these, I like them a lot, but people mention that the shed heads seem to be kind of the weaker ones, and I got a couple shed heads, and like, let me tell you. They're a bunch of friggin' shed heads. Except for the fungus. The fungus is just terrifying. Because, okay, the the backstory, right, is some Energon mist did an AllSpark thing and brought all these objects to life. That means the one that Jeez. turns into a colony of fungus is a friggin' colony of fungus that had sentience thrust upon it. And I was just, and I was just sitting there going, like, man, fungus... That dude's got stories to tell. Like, that guy looks like a guy I'd want to write a whole short story about. He just doesn't look happy, you know? He looks like a colony of fungus that was forced to take on a, a bipedal individual form. Like, his face says it all. Um, but yeah, in general, I'm, I'm quite a fan of these things. Uh, oh man, the bar of soap guy. Is he in the 24? I, I gotta get the bar of soap guy. Is, yeah. Oh, is he the little turquoise one? Yeah. Yeah. With like some suds on them. Yeah. All right. Oh, this is, yeah, there's good stuff happening here. I'm real straight up uh, unabashedly jealous of all the news sites and influencers who got sent by Hasbro the big bot bots display box that just has all the figures in it. Uh huh. I'm just like, I would like that. <laughs> well, maybe if you worked on your YouTube harder. Uh, yeah. It's kind of my fault. But nonetheless, that's why I'm like, I'm not going to try to hide anything. I'm just straight up jealous of everyone who got that bot bots display. 
I'm like, man, I want one. Uh, well, Seth, I got just to top off our on topic what we got. So I also got some uh, third party toys. Uh, I had ordered a bunch of stuff during an eBay coupon uh, some time ago, actually, uh, from Magic Square, which is a company who's currently doing pocket scale stuff really well. And it had this Optimus Prime they've been showing, and it had a pre-order date and everything. It's like, all right. Then it's like, no, but the Optimus Prime we're releasing first is going to be a competitor against MP44. And I was like, okay. Well, that's a lot less interesting. Because uh, these little things, these are like straight up, these are the most, I think some of the most expensive pocket scale toys in that that market. But every time I've messed with one of their things, I'm like, I feel like I like I can feel the value in these Uh <laughs> Like they're feel the value. The transformations on these are, in my opinion, incredible. Like even Blaster, uh, and the the little Trailbreaker is a straight up tour de force of like this is a high budget pocket scale toy. Like that little Trailbreaker is gorgeous, and the transformation is sublime. Uh, I I love it. Uh, Blaster like comes with a, a little Ramhorn cassette that basically turns inside out, and it's like the size of a chiclet. Um, the Inferno and Grapple came out a while ago. I, I just had them in that shot for scale. The Ultra Magnus is great too. The bummer with mine is he showed up without his gun. Because uh, in the box, in the box window, you can only see the robot, and all the accessories are behind cardboard. So I pulled the tray out, and the gun was missing. Uh, and the gun is—you kind of need the gun to finish the top of his vehicle platform. So I, I hopefully will hear back from the seller about it. Otherwise, I guess I'll have to track down another one, and that's not necessarily like the saddest thing in the world. It's a good Ultra Magnus. I transformed him once, regardless. And it's, I love the transformations on these Magic Square toys. They just feel really good to me. They're like what I like. Uh, and aesthetically, these are kind of like a lot of the qualities of the current Masterpiece era, like astonishingly similar. In, in, in Not like borrowed ideas, just like the way that they transform and the way the transformations feel reminds me a lot of stuff like Masterpiece Sunstreaker, except that they're also like, you know, three or four inches tall. Um, I've still got the Sideswipe Red Alert and uh, Huffer on the way to me, and just on Twitter, someone was telling me that they were really thankful that I had mentioned these, and I think other people did too, on this podcast, because they were like, yeah, I heard about them on the podcast, and their Huffer is a piece of art. Um, so Seth, FYI, there's a really good tiny Huffer out there. Oh, man. He's got an ab crunch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I looked up his transformation, and it's like, yeah, they, they went all out. Like, every, like, like okay, a pocket-scale blaster, right? Who has to turn into a pocket-scale brick with a handle. You wouldn't expect a ton out of. But, like, he he, he deploys entire panels of his vehicle mode out of his legs. Like, you aren't just folding the legs up around his body. Like, it's it's incredible. Uh, so I like these things a lot. What, what's the name of the company? Magic Square. And the boxes are all blue, and they all have a weird-looking alien on them, and they all say Magic Square, uh, Brobdingnag. Yeah. Brobdingnag. Magic Square Brobdingnag is what's on the front of every box. Uh, they're all a little bit expensive for what they are. Uh. Oh, Strongman? Strongman, yeah, the Magic Square Huffer. I'm a double check that magic square strong man. Uh, yes, that is him. He's he's very little. There's also so he's sold by himself. 
there's also like a two pack. Sorry, that's the other one I got coming. The last one, because I, I basically used an eBay coupon to to buy myself a Christmas present of basically catching up on Magic Square. So there's also a two pack of Sea Spray and Beachcomber. Um, but Huffer is a full enough figure that he's like his own thing. Yeah, I might have to get that. Maybe. I'm just saying. I hear it's. You know what else? There's another company doing another like a classic style Huffer. He's in a three pack though with like Brawn and Warpath. It's like a hundred bucks for the three of them, and apparently they're mm. also all pretty good. Mm. You just got to figure out how to offload the Brawn and the the Warpath. Um. <laughs> they're all going to be around for a while. Also, <laughs> they're, they're going to be around for a while. This could be like your 2019 quest. I imagine I'm broke. That's why I'm saying this could be your <laughs> like if you go to if you go to TFCon. I'm broke in the first. Yeah, I'm broken. The first convention I've been able to go to in years is like right around the corner. So what you got to do, right, is is you got to at that convention find someone who doesn't want the huffer and go like, hey, you want to sell me that huffer for thirty bucks? Then it's not your problem. You don't got to worry about it because they're gonna be like, yeah, I love Braun and Warpath. Here, take this offer. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that that's my on topic. What I got this week. Um, Seth, let's go. Let's go uh, off topic. Uh, to close this one up, uh, did you do any off-topic purchasing? Uh, what with the being broken all? No. <laughs> all right. I gave off-topic a break this time. I got on-topic stuff. I gave off-topic a break. You're letting it go this time. Yeah. Uh, I got I got one off. Uh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna tell you a the a story, but. Uh, it's a tangent so go ahead all right and uh I, i'm trying not to tangent so hard so much well yeah i mean we, we've you know we this is some guy on this podcast keeps talking about transformers and like we're already nipping that <laughs> in the bud so well I'll, I'll tell you why all right because you put up a clip of when we were talking about um about the gray prototype prime right on youtube yeah and you cut out some bits where i talked about stuff that had nothing to do with anything and i i was listening to it on the youtube and I was like, you know what? This whole thing is way better because he cut those bits out. Uh, I should learn some sort of self-control. <laughs> Aw. Well, I, I, feel, I feel like that's a net positive. I, mo- I most trimmed them out because I was like, also, those bits I felt made more sense if you were listening to the entire podcast. And yeah. I was like, this is this is kind of a podcast selective just because the reason I, by the way, I've been putting clips of the podcast up on YouTube. The reason I, I wanted to do that was in part, I always sit there going like, whoa, I should be talking about the news on my YouTube channel, but I just don't feel like it. And I already do it on the podcast. And then, you know, years later, I'm like, oh, what if I put piece of the podcast on YouTube? That's why I just thought of this me all by myself. I'm the first person to ever have this idea. Yeah. Uh. So I'm going to try to keep doing that. Uh, anyway, Seth, I, I just got a, I got a quick thing related to gamers. <gasps> gamers. I'll send you the Twitter thread of images. Video gamers? Yeah. I got a Tamashii Nation's quality piece. And you scroll down and you see where I got, I got a, I got a. Yeah, I got, I saw that quality piece sticker. I got a, I got a, a God Today. Maximum Gamer Level 1 Billion. Uh, Sick. Got a common Rider Genmu. In his level 1 billion form. It's actually a repaint of another form that still hasn't had a figure release. But this character is so popular. They're just doing everything he ever touched. Uh, I also really like that they wrote level 1000000000 instead of the word billion. Uh, something about that is a lot funnier to me. Uh, 
So it's a big, it's a big bulky figure. It's a, it's a very big bulky design. Uh, I thought that that Twitter thread was all of my photos of it, but I forgot I started a different thread when I took photos of the actual toy. So I'm going to send you that thread too, because I'm helpful. Uh, no, I, I saw it. Uh, okay. You don't have to send it. I saw it. Well, now I'm going to send it because no! I'm spiteful. Uh, but the thing about this figure, he's a bulky design. I was not expecting him to be all that poseable. The level of articulation that they engineered into this bulky design, like there's still some bits that are still kind of hindered. Like the thighs are quite bulky and the thigh swivel is sort of hard to use. But like the double jointed elbows and knees, the pull out shoulders with friggin just gigantic butterfly rotation on the ball socket joint, like the huge ab joint. Uh, it reminded me of some of those re-edit Iron Men in a lot of ways. And I was like, man, like they, they just went all out on Exade in, in SH Fig Arts. The last three years of Common Rider shows, when they get their Fig Arts as the show's still on the air, those used to, like off and on, those would kind of be junk and feel very rushed. But for like the last three series, like it seems like a really solid Fig Arts team was like, please let us handle this. And then they're just, they're putting out figure gold. Uh, I sometimes question whether I want to keep going for, for Rider Fig Arts because they're very expensive. Uh, and some of them are very disappointing in the context of the line. But, like, man, like every time I pick up an Exade one or a Build one or a Gaim one, they're just they're just wonderful. Uh, I'm trying to think if I had anything else related to gaming. Um, oh, I remember. On Black Friday, I got a pro controller for my Nintendo Switch. Whoa! Uh, for for some discounted price, and uh, because I've been playing my Switch not not as much as I want to, I still haven't beat Mario Odyssey, um, but I've only been playing it primarily as a handheld because I just, I didn't really like using the Joy Cons in the Joy Con holder. Like it was okay for a bit, but between that and using them as a handheld, I always felt like I was playing the demo version of a Switch to a certain degree where I'm like, this is cool, but like, when do I get a real controller? So I tried playing some Odyssey last night with the Pro controller, and oh, it was so nice. Uh, so I'm up to this. I, I just beat the snow level in Odyssey. Um, so I got to go to whatever comes after that, but I, I'm getting very close. Cool. I think I'm going to buy another switch game soon. Uh, all right. I decided I'm going to go all digital cause I bought my one cart, which was Odyssey. Cause people told me I'd get more Nintendo rewards from buying a cart. I went to cash. Don't put it in your mouth. I, I went, well, I, I rubbed my finger on it, then licked my finger and it tasted really bad. Um, so I, I can confirm that stuff comes off on your hands. Uh, but I went to cash in my rewards, and they were like, oh, you would have gotten more rewards if you bought a digital. So I was like, excuse me. So I'm, I'm only going to buy digital now, because <laughs> I, I don't also don't want to carry game carts around. I want to have them all in my thing. I got a big SD card for it. But uh, I still haven't played uh, on my own Switch. I still haven't played Breath of the Wild. And then on Sunday, uh, I was at a thing where we played some Pendragon on a live stream for someone else's YouTube channel. And then afterwards, uh, we got some dinner, and then they were like, hey, let's play some Smash, because Smash had just come out. And I was like, I haven't played Smash Brothers since the original one, many years ago, with, uh, for whoever might be listening that even remembers 1999-era TFW 2005, I played Smash Brothers with mo former moderator Tier of Primus, uh... And uh, so I, oh yeah, yeah, that guy. So I, I tried playing some Smash, and I was like, I kind of like this. So I think I'm gonna get the new Smash. I think I'm gonna go all in on the new Smash because I also uh, not smash that like button. But not well, a yes, but b, <laughs> I, I also like not just Smash, but also like just in general. I really like the idea of getting good at a fighting game, and I'm ne I've never gotten good at a fighting game. 
Oh boy. So I want to You know you're setting yourself up for people to yell at you that Smash isn't a real fighting game. hundred percent. That's why Smash isn't the only one I'm gonna do. <laughs> but also having played Smash for like an hour, I'm like, no, there's there's tactics in this, whether okay, maybe it's not FGC tactics. But like something that's you know, a contest where there are tactics that are not my ability to to move a mouse around or something I'd like to try out. Uh, I'm also looking forward to the new Mortal Kombat coming out on the Switch, because I sure would like to play that on a console and not my PC. And because because also the Mortal Mortal Kombat 11, sorry, Mortal Kombat X uh, PC port was trash, and I was really bummed out about that. Uh, but I, I, I want to, I, I like the idea of being okay at a fighting game. I've just never been able to do it. So I'm going to try someone with Smash. I already, friends I talked to who were playing the game confirmed to me, it's like, yes, there are ways to be competitive in Smash. There's ways to be casual with Smash. Both are completely valid, and people who want to argue really hard at you that you're doing something wrong are people you should probably just stop listening to. And I was like, no, I I, I definitely was going in with that plan. Like, if someone's going to tell me I'm playing Smash wrong, then I'll be like, all right, that's cool. Well, then don't play with me. Uh, <laughs> like, I already <laughs> saw the thing where competitive Smash was going like, all right, we have narrowed down the six of the 30-plus maps we are going to allow to use in, in uh, FGC-level competition. And it's kind of like, all right, sure. <laughs> Feels real weird. The, I mean, the whole part where Smash is also like... And I understand why to a degree, but the part where they're like figuring out how to jack GameCube controllers into a Nintendo Switch as well, <laughs> where I'm like, oh boy! And I like I played it with a, with a GameCube controller on Sunday, and I was like, no, I ki- I kind of see I kind of see it, but I also don't see it <laughs> at the same time. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go into that whole adventure. I asked I asked folks on Twitter, I'm like, do I need a, a, a Ambibos for Smash? And they're like, no, you don't. And I'm like, good, I don't want any. So I don't have to get any of them. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but that's about it on this end. I think that's about it on your end, it sounds like. So we we, uh, we did it. We podcasted. Yeah. Pat myself on the back. Good job, me. Uh, we'll be back later on with some more podcasting. Uh, as always, stay tuned for more. Uh, join in on the thread uh, unless you want to say something uh, that is against the board rules, in which case, please don't hit us up on Twitter instead. Because we certainly always engage about that stuff. I was like looking off to the side while I said that because I actually have no idea. Um, and, uh, and and as I said, I'm going to try to keep taking at least one topic out of each podcast and, and put it up on YouTube when it seems like a news relevant thing. So like when I get <laughs> when I when I, I I thought I'd edited last week's and I hadn't. So when I edit that one, I'm going to take the MP44 stuff out of that. And maybe I'll just combine it with our MP44 stuff. Put up a grand news video about MP44. Whoa. Using all caps titles and hot takes on MP44 in color. We'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, we'll talk to you all later. Thank you, Seth, for joining me, by the way. Oh, thanks. And uh, we'll, we'll talk to you all later. Bye. It means, but you got some badass perpetrators and they're here to stay.